Oh, that's good. Yay! Let's see if Ananias and Sapphira around the clause. Blaspheme the Holy Spirit and die. The Holy Spirit said that's going to start happening by the thousands through the internet. Because the internet's electricity and your heart's electricity and your brain's electricity. But we're so carnal minded in religion we don't even understand the internet. That it's like an electrical connection to electrical beings. Do you think people can drop dead like Ananias and Sapphira by blaspheming the Holy Spirit glory coming through the internet? God the Father says it's going to happen by the thousands, and I'm not even happy about it. It's just dealing with so much sin in the world. It's going to happen. Ananias and Sapphira times a thousand. Watch and see. You know, we don't rejoice in the destruction of the wicked. Peter's not up there on the white throne judgment seat of Christ going, you know, we joke about it. We mock the demon. But trust me, he wasn't rejoicing over the dead. Hallelujah. Rejoice over the demon that they were serving, though, that is now in the lake of fire. Hallelujah. Jesus, our apostle, Hebrews 3.1. Always more intense than Abaddon, the angel of death, also known as the angel of religion. People are like, whoa, bro, you're so intense. And it's like, welcome to apostolic foundations all day, every day, for years and years and years and years and years and years. Because we die daily and we face death daily, that intensity is normal apostolic reality. In fact, if you are not experiencing that apostolic intensity, you're not even in God's plan for your life. (laughs) Joel's army is an army, and we're at war against death. Okay? We see people dying all the time. We see people blaspheming all the time. We see every wicked thing done under the sun. You know, sexual immorality and all the lust, which is all death everywhere in the USA, everywhere in the world. Drugs and alcohol and prostitution is an all-time high on planet Earth in 2018. And people are like, oh, you're already perfect. And sexual morality is at an all-time high. People have had like multiple partners before they're 13 years old in like every school in the USA. And people are like, don't preach holiness. Don't offend people. Don't step on toes. And the kids are like dying of STDs by age 18. And they're like, don't be more intense than death. You might offend death that's inside them that's more real to these people than God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ because of watered down religion. What's the answer? The apostolic. What's the apostolic? The Lion of Judah. The Lion of Judah. He's triumphed, hasn't he? Jesus, our apostle, is the answer to this whole mess. And all the youth, I mean, every single day people message me and are like, my husband's on drugs, my kids are on drugs, you know? And it's like, and they're trying to be religious to help them, and religion just breeds rebellion. I mean, the worst thing you could ever do to your children is bring them to church. God has never dwelt in any building made by human hands, Acts 748. It breeds rebellion. I have watched tens of thousands of people that I know personally and through the internet that have gone through the church system and it's just completely destroyed their lives, completely ruined their kids. If they're not a Pharisee, they're rebellious. 
And it's like that's the only thing that exists in human systems, which Jesus Christ calls pyramids. What's a pyramid? Are you talking about ancient Egypt, bro? Are you talking about the necromancy of the sorcerers of Moses and the snake staff devoured by Moses' staff? What is Egypt? What is pyramids? It's human religion. Most deceptively, Christianity. Christianity is not a human religion. That's why we are a holy nation and a royal priesthood and a chosen race. Peter calls it a race, a class of beings. You're no longer human beings after you're born again. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says you're living beings, angelic beings, spirit beings. Anyone born again is one spirit with the Lord. It is written. But then demons come around and demons through religious people come around and they all have their bachelor's degree and their doctorate in divinity and their credentials and they're all ordained, of course, in their human systems. And they're like, well, that's not God. That's not God. God is my institution. God is my religion. And they'll have some lying signs and wonders and they'll be all about the works and handing out tracts and doing the stuff. And it's not about growing as a divine class being of a royal priesthood. And so like every Christian and every church system in the whole world is an infant in Christ in 2018. And the sons of God are the renegades, the outcasts, and the bad guys. And they treat us like crap every day continuously dishonored. Continuously dishonored. But every fake one is honored in their human systems. And that's a fact. And they're honored in their human systems because they're Luciferian in their Christianity. That's not kingdom. If you are true kingdom, you are murdered for Christ's sake. You are spit on as a false prophet. You are spit on as a false teacher. If you are kingdom... You're not human in your Christianity. You're divine. Is the king's kingdom divine or is the king's kingdom human? Is that really what we're dealing with here? The tree of knowledge is human. The tree of life is divine. And you're born again, so you have the divine. So what's the problem? We're bewitched in our minds thinking we're human when we're actually divine creatures. A chosen race, Peter calls us. A chosen race of beings. A divine class beings that created this world with a whisper called sons of God. Is everyone a son of God? Yes. Is everyone a huyos, a mature son of God? No. Is everyone a technon son of God? Yes. Is a technon son of God a divine class royal being of heavenly Jerusalem? Yes. And that's why we war for you, because you're a chosen race, and even while you're infants in Christ, you are the offspring of God the Father on earth, buried in witchcraft, buried in the dust of the earth. I was reading this today in Daniel chapter 12. And many multitudes, many multitudes shall awaken from the dust of the earth. What's the dust of the earth? Sin. What's sin? The curse being under satanic stars instead of the bright morning star. Two different light spectrums. One is creation, one is creator. Glory and witchcraft. What's in you? What possesses you? God's dealing with money, possessing people today. Oh my God, he's dealing with money. Money is the God of American culture, even in Christianity. That's why it's all copyrighted. You know how many times I've been sued at Red Letter Ministries? 
I mean, like for playing worship music and for like, I mean, and walking with other ministers. I used to have like tons of friends in ministry before I went full-blown kingdom and forsook Babylon the Great and its pyramid systems. I totally forsook it because it's demonic and I'm right and they're wrong. Watch. Time will always tell. Many of them are dead now because they've served mammon instead of the Father. God's dealing with it. Human Christianity, even in its best charismatic state. And I love these people. Don't misunderstand me for your lack of wisdom and the lack of the crucifixion of Christ through your carnal mind. Please understand. These people are Christians. Christians. The problem is, is they don't have the mind of Christ in heavenly Jerusalem. You can have all the stuff from the throne and still be outside the city gates. The Bible teaches that clearly, that outside the city gates are magicians. Outside the city gates are sorcerers. Outside the city gates are dogs. We will reveal their true state by raising a standard of holiness inside the 12 pearls of heavenly Jerusalem on earth as it is in heaven. That's why we're persecuted. I will reveal all the darkness in Christianity and burn it into the lake of fire. Me and my mighty men and women of God that are the sons of God, the huios, the mature governmental rulers of heaven and earth, the overcomers with the nine gifts of Revelation 2 and 3. We operate in all nine gifts as a true overcomer of Satan's stars, which is every counterfeit light that fell from heaven, so that none of creation is in our hearts and minds, and we walk on streets of gold. What does it mean to walk on streets of gold? It means to have everything valuable in the world under your feet. Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool, it is written. That means all the riches of earth that belong to Jesus Christ are his footstool. Does Jesus Christ own all the silver and all the gold? Haggai says yes. Jesus Christ owns all the silver and all the gold. What's the problem? It's in our hearts and in our minds. In God's holy people, his covenant people are filled with the light of unrighteous mammon. I mean, we deal with it every single day. I mean, it is the main epidemic inside people's hearts and minds. Jesus Christ said you can only have two possibilities of God's on earth. Him and money. There was no three options. All religions and everything done under the sun is the God money. Jesus said that in the Gospels. You can have money in you or you can have Him in you. Who do you serve? You can't serve two masters. You'll serve the Creator or you'll serve creation. So the issue with all these mammon-filled, greed-infested, whore of Babylon Christians that are so bewitched with the light of Lucifer's money in their hearts and minds, which is all idolatry and all the riches of the earth, well, God's not going to deal with it because He would kill His entire race of people on earth. He's not going to kill His kids. You know, He's not an, ab he's not an abortion clinic. You know, he's going to wash it out of our hearts and minds because he loves us and he wants us to walk on streets of gold. Streets of gold is the end result when your heart is pure and your mind is pure from the chains of gold. Chains of gold. They come out of your heart and mind and then they're under your feet so you can enjoy creation and not have creation in your heart and mind. Having only the creator in your heart and mind. 
So you learn to trust God walking by faith to provide for you, not working by the curse, the sweat of your brow, but working for the Father, serving the Father above all creation, and you get promoted and promoted and promoted into the high place until all creation's under your feet. I've been walking in it for 19 years, walking by faith, not by sight. That's why I have authority to teach and preach this. Since the day I was born again, I've been living by faith with no certain income whatsoever and no provider in the entire universe except God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ for 19 years straight every single day, day in and day out. There were times in ministry where God the Father would have me say the craziest things that offended every single one of our partners and we lost all of them 100% across the board. And he'd have me do that over and over and over and over and over. Sacrifice the mammon. Sacrifice the people pleasing. Sacrifice any dependency to creation and serve only the creator alone. If you're a true disciple of the kingdom, he'll test you over and over. Who provides for you? Who's your shield? Who's, who's your God? What do you trust in? It can only be two things. Money or Jesus. And everyone says Jesus, but when you're pressed and you're tested by life, who do you turn to? Money or God? It's the most important thing. Jesus Christ spoke about money in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John more than faith, more than love, more than heaven, and more than hell. Those four things combined. It was the second most talked about issue in the entire New Testament because it's everyone's false trust and false God in the whole world. We're dealing with it. I'm sick and tired of our people dying because mammon's in their heart. And then you talk about it and they think, oh, this preacher just wants our money. No, I want your heart and mind in heavenly Jerusalem. I want you to walk on streets of gold because you're killing yourself. And I'm telling you, there's been so many poor examples so many absolute atrocities done in the name of Jesus Christ, especially in America, with the televangelists and all the stuff. And God's the richest man. So it's not like that. It's why it's so deceiving, why people are so confused. But it's like, what do I even do? You overcome creation and you walk on streets of gold. Could it be any more clear? God doesn't want you poor. Poverty is part of the curse. Poverty is the worst curse. You ever seen poor people? I was driving through Oklahoma, and it was trailer park after trailer park for 80 miles, and I haven't seen such poverty even in Mexico. Unbelievable. My heart just like, ugh. There wasn't even cell phone towers. Ugh. And these people just drowned in alcohol. All they have is alcohol and poverty and trailers in the USA. I've never seen like... I've driven through all the USA many times, Canada, Mexico. Really, we've been sent as apostles to North America for many years, many years, broadcasting apostolic grace for many years. And I tell you the truth, you guys, poverty is a curse, but so is riches. The Bible says riches are a curse. You know? You know what's not a curse? Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that overcomes the curse of having too much money, greed, and having too little money, poverty. The Bible talks about these issues because the Bible loves you. The Word of God is King of kings and Lord of lords, and He wants you to be totally set free 
from Satan and all the sin in the world. God deals with the heart issues, the root issues, everything in the mind, everything that you think about. He wants your mind and your heart to be so holy and so pure that you can walk with Him on earth in perfect perfection every day. Walk with Him on earth in absolute holiness and glory and not be tempted by the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh because they're inferior pleasures to Jesus Christ's holiness. He's not stealing your fun. He's not robbing widows' houses. He wants you to be so blessed by walking with Him and your cup overflowing with the true treasures of His glory, the riches and glory, that you can be a blessing to the nations, that you can be a covering to the nations, so that the leaves of your tree of life through your hearts and minds can heal the nations and remove the wickedness of greed and remove the wickedness of poverty and remove the wickedness of religiosity and self-righteousness and to remove all the lust of black magic, drugs and alcohol, death in the entire world. And we will, and we are, and we have been for 2,000 years as a royal priesthood. This is not a new phenomena. You know, there's been apostles in every single generation since Paul, since Jesus Christ, our chief apostle, Hebrews 3.1. He is our chief apostle. The Bible talks about many apostles. There's many apostles. There's many prophets. We're a royal priesthood. Every single one of you has a destiny scroll. Every single one of you, God is going to blow your carnal minds right out of your skulls with all of the C4 dunamis power in your hearts. I'm telling you, you people are going to be blown away, not just by the gifts of the Spirit, but by the King of glory, by being possessed by the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and having His full spiritual stature dunamis explode through your minds. Right here, where is the dunamis? Where is the dynamite? Where is the C4 of the Holy Ghost? In our hearts. And what is it blowing out? Our carnal minds. Where are the blockages we deal with constantly with every Christian every day in the whole world? Here, in the battlefield of the mind. It's true. And the most deceiving things are all of the appearance of good things, of all the white witchcraft of Jezebel things that pretend to be Jesus and pretend to be Christian success. But still, church. It's not kingdom. It's not ruling and reigning. It's not the discipleship of nations and economies. It's not the discipleships of cities with heavenly Jerusalem, the city of God, sitting on entire U.S. cities and sifting all flesh like wheat in tares, like we do at Red Letter Ministries every day for years and years and years. Because we're true kingdom, and we sift, and we sort, and we burn, and we heal, the tares go into the lake of fire, and the wheat remain and inherit the earth. As it's written, the righteous shall remain and inherit the earth. Also another place it's written, as it was in the days of Noah. Who was taken away in the days of Noah? The wicked. And who remained on earth? The righteous. Noah and eight saved by water. Amen? See, isn't that wild how witchcraft twists their minds where they think rapture and they think in the days of Noah, well, the righteous take. No, the wicked were taken in the days of Noah. The righteous remained and inherited. The whole world was theirs after the days of Noah. 
Are we in the days of Noah? Yes. What's the animals of the days of Noah? The mark of the beast, the animal mind, the carnal mind, the 666 mind of humanity. And the divinity of God washes the sinful humanity away into the lake of fire. And guess what? The people in the ark inherit everything down here, washing away the 666, which is having money in your mind. What's the first time 666 is mentioned in the Bible? King Solomon, the Queen of Sheba, bringing King Solomon 666 talents of gold every year. It is written. So what is 666? It's having money in your mind instead of Christ. And so we're dealing with money, aren't we? Amen. And guess what? After their minds are slain, they'll be so thankful because they've been serving demons their whole life in slavery systems to money. And they'll come into heavenly Jerusalem with shouts of great grace. They'll come into heavenly Jerusalem with their minds transfigured. They'll come into heavenly Jerusalem saying, Thank you, Father, for discipling hell and death out of my carnal mind so I can have heaven on earth and walk on streets of gold in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Glory.